0: Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Noriega, your host, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fellow Christian mom. I provide moms with practical, uncomplicated solutions so you can feed yourself and your family with confidence and lean into an active lifestyle. I'm on a mission to make health the standard, and I believe it starts in the family with mom at the core. So whether you're filled with holy guacamole, the Holy Spirit, or have no idea what either of those are, I've got you covered, friend. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back to Holy Healthy Mama. So glad you're listening. I have so many episodes planned for you over the next couple weeks to get you interested and excited in the Holy Healthy Mama Pro Workshop. That's coming out soon. Enrollment opens the first week of... April and the course the workshop starts the second week of April so you want to get on the wait list now for the holy healthy mama pro workshop you can do that by going to bit.ly slash mama wait list bit.ly mama wait list the link will be in the show notes I hope you will get on that wait list it has all the information you're going to need about that workshop and the Holy Healthy Mama tribe that you will become a founding member of. So check it out. Reach out to me if you have questions. And now on a different note, we have an interview today with Chris Dovniak. We recorded this episode, I don't know, maybe two months ago almost. And just now it's coming out into the world for you guys. And the world looks different. It's a different time. And we had a phone call last week about you know, just me and Chris about how we can work together to improve this world and help you moms. That is our mission, both of us. We want to help moms. We want to make life easier for you, and we both have the solutions.
1: So check out this interview. Here we go. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to chat with you again today.
0: Good. Yeah, I interviewed for your podcast last week. I'm not sure when it's going to air, and now we're flipping the roles here, and we're going to learn all about you and what you've got going on, so thanks. Let me start by reading your bio here. Kristen Dobniak is a holistic health coach, certified culinary nutritionist, certified intuitive eating counselor and trained chef. She works with women worldwide to help them simplify nutrition and tune into their intuition to heal their relationship with food and their bodies and live happy, healthy whole lives. She's the host of the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast, creator of several online programs, including Healthy Mama Meal Prep and the Super Mama Society, her online group coaching membership program, rooted in intuitive eating principles to empower moms to live healthier lives beyond dieting, as well as the upcoming uncomplicated eating course. She lives on an island off the coast of New England with her sailor husband and her two sweet and spunky Sioux chefs, Sage and Wren, where you can usually find her in the kitchen. To learn more, you can follow her on Instagram at Healthy mama Chris, K-R-I-S, or on her blog and web- website, HealthyMamaChris.com, where she shares tips on finding freedom with food, practical real food nutrition, and embracing your body to live a happier, healthier mama life. So there we go. <laughs> that was a great bio. You're doing great things out there.
1: I feel like I need to shorten my bio now that you've read it all out. (laughs) Right? It's a little weird having someone
0: read back to you your own bio, and it's like, hey, I kind of do some cool things. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you felt that way. You are doing some cool things out there.
1: (laughs) Well, I certainly love what I do, for sure.
0: Awesome. That's good. So we've got to get this elephant out of the room. I mean, you're Chris, you're Kristen, you're healthy mama. There's so many similarities between the two of us. Everything, most of what I just read about you is what applies to me. It's really
1: crazy. Do you feel that way? (laughs) I do. It's so cool. It was so fun stumbling upon you, I think over on Instagram and seeing all the work you're doing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we are certainly two peas in a pod. I love it.
0: (laughs) I know, right? Two healthy marmas, one mission. And well, what is your mission in this world?
1: Well, my mission ultimately is to help women find what I love to call their beautiful balance, both in food and in life. I want moms especially, well, all women really, but I want moms especially to just stress less about food and enjoy life more, enjoy food more, and really find that balance between nourishing themselves and their families well, but really feeling balanced and free around food. Um, Like personally, I just spent way too many years trapped in an on-again, off-again Cycle of dieting and restricting food and over exercising. I did fitness competitions. I, you know, spent hours and hours measuring and tracking my food in an effort to be the healthiest version of myself. And it ended up destroying my health. I was actually the least healthy that I've ever been. And it also destroyed my relationships and really just stole the joy out of food and out of life. And like you mentioned, um, I'm actually a trained chef. And so I have this huge passion for food and wanting to share food with the world. And I felt like that was stolen from me for so long in this effort to really try and be healthy. And what I found, and now that I am a mom of two little girls, and now that I I work in this intuitive eating space, is that you can have both. You can love food and you can live this healthy, balanced life. And ultimately, I want my girls to grow up without the struggles that I had over food and my bodies. And I want to pass that on to other moms so they can pass it on to their kids as well. I want them to to just kind of feel empowered Mm -hmm. about their decisions when it comes to nourishing themselves and their families um, to embrace and honor the bodies that God has given them without restriction or deprivation, but with joy so they can live a life of passion and purpose without feeling bogged down by rules around food. Wow. I
0: really like what you just said. So many good things right there. Passion and purpose and, you know, finding the joy in it. Those are all really awesome feelings when it comes to food. I mean, when we look at food as something that has to be restricted and is bad, it has to fit into these certain little boxes and, you know, certain numbers. There's no joy in it. There's nothing. Do you see a lot of women in your practice who – just have lost the joy, the ability to like it at all.
1: So many. I mean, so many women come to me just exhausted with trying to be healthy and most of them their goal is to live healthy lives and but they're exhausted with all of the noise in the nutrition world, all of the dogma that's out there and that they're they're constantly, you know, trying new things and nothing really seems to stick and they're just you know, stuck in this, like I'm either on this diet or restrictive plan or whatever it might be, or I'm trying to be healthy, or they're just not at all. And they're spending their weekends, like eating all of these foods that don't make them feel good. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, sometimes eating food that doesn't make us feel good. Sometimes we overeat, we're human, it happens. (laughs) But I have so many of them feeling this like push and pull and having this dichotomous relationship with wanting to love food and wanting to enjoy food, but Also wanting to live healthy and not realizing that there is that place of balance in between or just not knowing how to reach that and how to find that.
0: Yeah, definitely. There is a balance. You can have those traditionally, quote, bad foods and you can have the good stuff. It's not all or nothing. You don't have to live in this pristine, healthy state versus this, you know, frumpy, dare I say, frumpy, like feeling bad and sad state regarding food like you can be somewhere in the middle there and you can have a little bit of bad you can have a little bit of good and you can find that balance so i like your approach there to balancing it out that's
1: good yeah i love to talk about it like kind of embracing that gray area rather than being black and white, like you're either good or you're bad. You embrace that gray area where there is no good and bad because food ultimately is just food. It provides our bodies with nourishment and fuel and also pleasure and joy. And it can provide us with all three. And sometimes we just eat food because it tastes good and it's joyful. And then other times we're eating because we're really hungry and we really- All right, friends, we just had to like- pause our video
0: here because uh chris has like a construction situation going on at her house over there and it was unexpected and unplanned so if you just heard some kind of strange noises or a fire alarm or some screaming it was just chris she's fine
1: (laughs) i'm all good over here i'm so sorry (laughs) that's
0: all right so chris you're a trained chef How does that impact the way you feed your family and work with clients? And tell me
1: all about that. So it's really funny. My husband and I joke about this a lot because primarily my business is working with helping moms find balance in their nutrition, like I've been talking about, finding that balance between nourishment and intuition and joy and loving food. But I also teach cooking classes, and I've been and I've, I've been a chef since 2010. I've been teaching cooking classes since 2011, so I've been doing it for a really long time, and I think it's kind of the longest standing thing in my business because I'm just so passionate about sharing with women that living a healthy life and eating foods that are both delicious and nourishing can be really easy. And that nourishing foods can also be delicious. Because I think sometimes we have this mindset that you know, if it's healthy, it's not going to taste good. (laughs) And I know I was, I have a cooking class tonight and I was just in the kitchen cooking up, um, or not even cooking, but prepping up my green goddess dip, which my kids call the Hulk dip. It's this super bright green hummus made with white beans. And it's got olive oil and sea salt and garlic and spinach and some chives and some basil. And it is so delicious. It tastes like if hummus and pesto had a baby, it was so good. And sharing that with people and sharing it with kids and having moms who are like, my kids won't eat a single green thing, taste it and love it is like one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. But other than that, what we joke about is that like, I'm just a normal mom. (laughs) I can chop veggies pretty fast and I can make food taste pretty good. And I have a crazy passion for meal prep, but that is about the only thing that's kind of left of my chef career. But I don't think I'll ever move away from sharing my love of food and my love of cooking with moms whether it's in cooking classes or on instagram or maybe on my blog sharing recipes
0: yeah do you think being a being confident in the kitchen plays into overall confidence with um your your meals and your nutrition
1: i think so i think it is important to just have those basic skills in the kitchen things like being comfortable with using knives I have a lot of women I start to work with. I'll teach meal prep classes t- um, every so often. And a lot of the women are not comfortable using a knife. And if you're not comfortable using a knife or they're not comfortable using a big knife or a sharp knife, and it's actually safer to use a larger knife if you're cook- if you're cutting something larger um, or than, you know, a little knife, you can't Cook, you can't cut a spaghetti squash with a butter knife that's not going to work but I've seen people try <laughs> so just having those basic skills I don't think you need to know anything fancy just being able to be comfortable with chopping things and trying new things I think has definitely helped with my confidence and I think that it can be a really um, be a really big advantage when you're learning how to incorporate more nutrient-dense foods.
0: That's a valid point that I don't usually think about. Like, if you, you don't even really feel comfortable cutting some squash, well, where are you going to start? How are you going to even start adding that into your diet if you don't feel comfortable just with the basics of cutting it? So valid point there. Thanks for sharing that. That's cool. And do you miss the part of your life where you were like a, a – where being a chef was your main focus? Do you miss that though?
1: I miss parts of it sometimes, um, but my life was so different then. It was all kind of before I had my kiddos. And I liked cooking for people, but it was a really long, so I was a personal chef is what I did full time. And I loved cooking for people. And I loved seeing the joy on their faces when they tasted my food. And I, I still love teaching cooking classes, like I said, but my passion really does lie and helping women find the balance in it all. So I mean, parts of it, but I really do love what I'm doing now. So it's kind of hard to say. Yeah,
0: that's cool. So how do you help moms simplify this process of being in the kitchen and meal planning and prep. How, what do you do? What's your process?
1: Oh man, we could talk for hours on this. I'm actually going to teach a meal planning workshop later tonight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But you know, honestly, I think the first piece of advice I have for women when they are starting to plan meals and maybe start to prep meals ahead of time to make things simpler, because those are really my big things when I'm talking about trying to simplify just making dinner and getting dinner on the table for your family. Because I know so many women struggle with just that, just getting dinner on the table, just making sure that there's breakfast in the morning that's, you know, something other than cereal. There's nothing wrong with cereal, but if you're having the same thing every morning, you don't have that variety, right? So the first thing is planning ahead is being able to have some sort of a plan, a plan that's also flexible, a plan that doesn't have to be like on Monday, we eat this on Tuesday, we eat this on Wednesday, we eat this, but choosing a few recipes, usually I say like three to five, either recipes or meals, it doesn't have to be a recipe to be a meal. (laughs) And choosing a few different meals that you're going to cook during the week, and just doing a little bit of prep ahead of time to simplify them for yourself throughout the week. Um, If you're not there yet, that's okay. Just start with the planning. Start by planning a few meals and buying the ingredients because if you have the ingredients on hand, you are much more likely to use them. But you have to plan for the meals or else you end up buying all these ingredients with good intentions and then oftentimes throwing out half of those ingredients at the end of the week. So having that plan can really help both simplify things by go to the grocery store and have those ingredients on hand. Mom life.
0: (laughs) Mom life. That's my little one. Sorry.
1: (laughs) That's okay. I love it. It's so real. And, uh, and be able to to make those meals for our family. Um, and I think the other thing that I'm, I always stress to moms is to look at your calendar when you're planning your meals and when you're deciding what you're going to prep ahead, because we only have so much time as moms. I know you're huge on the little mini meal preps, whatever you can get done. Right. But if we, um, if we look at our calendars and we look at the days that are the busiest, that we have activities in the evening, that we're running around like crazy that day, how can we help ourselves make meals happen? How can we help ourselves make dinner happen by doing simple things like making sure that we have something in the slow cooker on Monday. If we know we're going to be out until six o'clock and when we come home, everyone's going to be... Just little things like that, making it applicable for your life can be really helpful.
0: Yeah, that's a really good tip. You know, if you've got to go, if you have soccer on Tuesdays and Thursdays and you can't spend an hour in the kitchen cooking your food, you know, plan ahead for those and have the flexibility to accommodate those days. And, you know, if you miss a day, don't beat yourself up, just keep going. And, you know, we all end up with that week where we have all the produce still in the fridge. You, you're not alone if that happens to you because it happens to me. And, I'm, and Chris is here nodding her head at me as well. Like we, it happens and you just keep moving forward and you just keep doing it. So all of those tips were really good and I appreciate you sharing. And I appreciate you sharing those. Sheesh guys, sorry. My little one is getting cranky, screaming at me. Um, okay. So here's. One of the things I'm excited to ask you about, because I haven't got this chance to share, I haven't got this chance to really talk to too many people about this. You have shared with me that faith and your religion and your beliefs also play into your life, your faith, your journey, your, I mean, I don't know. Can you just share about that? Tell me all about it. I want to hear it all.
1: I am so happy to talk about my faith journey, and it's not something that I've really publicly talked about a whole lot, not on my podcast yet, I'm I'm sure I will in the future, Um, but I've talked a lot about it in person, I've spoken to groups, because quite honestly, Jesus changed literally my entire life. (laughs) So I grew up in the church, but I grew up with a really kind of legalistic view of faith, So I was never encouraged to read the Bible or seek out God or worship God on my own. Um, And so my idea that I had in my head was that God was a God only of judgment and punishment. So I had this idea in my head that I was constantly being judged by him, that I would never live up to his expectations, that he was perfect and I'm not, and I could never be perfect. So I kind of figured, why even try? So I was, I grew up kind of deeply involved in the church. I was like an altar server. I went to weekly catechism. Like I was deep in the church. And then as soon as I came to kind of high school age, I left it entirely because I had this idea in my head that I was never, I was never going to be good enough for God. So from there, almost around the same time, and it's very cool to kind of see this transformation over the last decade, I spent a really long time in a battle with myself and my body and my own worth. And I spent almost four years trapped in an eating disorder. And so I spent, you know, every waking minute trying to achieve perfect health and a perfect body, which at the time was what I thought was going to make me worthy and worthy of love, worthy of good relationships, of appreciation from the people around me. Um, And it led me down a really dark path. It led me down a really dark path in my relationships. Um, I had a really hard time my early marriage um, and I had a really, really tough battle with food in my body. And I was able to move away from these struggles with food and with my body. Um, and thankfully, my husband and I were able to to come to a healthy place. But it wasn't really truly until my daughter was about a year old. And I was in this space where things were okay but they weren't that good. I had healed from my eating disorder. My husband and I were okay, but I knew that there was something more. And honestly, I never thought that I would turn back to Christ because I didn't think that he was there for me when I was growing up. And a friend shared with me just randomly, actually, she was. I was at a fitness class with her and she started sharing with me her heart and kind of the um, things that she had gone through in her life and her experiences and and how she had come to Christ and how he had saved her from this life that she was really, really unhappy in um, without sharing too much of her story. And she, I kind of shared my own story with her of having this feeling that I always kind of felt that God was there, but I never really felt like I was going to be good enough for him. And her sharing her own story and sharing with me that It didn't matter what I did in the past. It didn't even matter what I did in the future, that all he wanted was me and that I was worthy just by following him. And he was waiting to take me into his arms and to forgive me for all of the hard times in the past, for abusing my body, for struggling. And she brought me to church the next week. And this was about five years ago now. And it only took a few months to really, truly recommit my to my faith and really commit myself to my faith because I say recommit, but I knew God was there growing up, but I, I never, I never really had a relationship with him. And the coolest part is, I probably should have asked him before I shared this, but my husband, I mean, everyone, he's, he's very public about the fact that my husband also came to Christ only a few months later, and he had grown up completely outside of the church. So a few years into our marriage, starting our marriage in a place where neither of us were in a space of faith, both of us struggling with our own things, both came to faith. And it became a massive part of our life. And I consider it like the turning point. In my life, I started shifting what I was doing in my business to helping women find their worth outside of just their bodies and the way they look, but finding their worth in a higher purpose. For me, that's that was God, um, and I st- and our marriage completely transformed. It's nothing like it was in those first few years. I have these incredible deep. Christ-centered relationships, and I feel like I have a personal relationship with God that I never had growing up. So it was transformative, to say the least. And I really, truly think that if I hadn't come to faith and I hadn't really allowed God into my life and found my worth in him, outside of my body that I would con—I would continue on the struggle on the path that I had. Maybe not in the sense of the eating disorder because I had healed from that, but I was still on again, off again, dieting and struggling with my body and who I was for so many years. And it really was when I found myself in him that everything start- started to change.
0: Yeah. So I'm kind of, I, your story kind of makes me tear up and I just you know, I, it's straight from your heart, and I so appreciate you sharing that. And it's hard to, like, you know, say some sort of reflective statement on that because nothing I can say will do the story justice. Like, you just nailed it on the head. You said everything that we could all hope to hear. You know, that's the redeeming story right there. That's, that's it. That's all we get. You know, and I'm just so happy for you that, that you found that. And that is so cool for your relationship with your husband and your kids. And, you know, I, I don't know, I'm not, know i am i am at a loss for words because thank you.
1: <laughs> I think, you know, it's been really transformative for me and my marriage and my husband, but I think ultimately I am most grateful That I like to say that you know God found me because I know that He was always there, but I do think that our God is a God of pursuit. That He never leaves us, but we run, (laughs) and I certainly ran. And He just kept pursuing me. And when I finally accepted Him into my life, I was like, "Thank you that I get to give this gift to my kids more than anything, more than my own relationship with myself or my husband. I, I I can give that to my kids, and if." my story helps one other person think hey maybe maybe this is something i want to explore then i'm happy to share it
0: right just that one person who needs to hear this message right now whoever's listening at this moment you're going to change their life by sharing your story so thank you so much and thank you for all of the awesome tips. Thank you for your message and mission in this world. And I just think you're going you're gonna to change the world one person at a time. So I appreciate you being here.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me on, Kristen. This was great, even though it was a little <laughs> it was a little bit of a rocky <laughs> a rocky recording. I really appreciate being being here with you.
0: Right between your fire alarm and my screaming baby, but hey, we made it.
1: Real <laughs> mom life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, you take care.
1: Thanks, Kristen. Bye.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you loved the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility, initial and long-term success, and it will make my heart happy. All right, friends. Love your babies, say your prayers, and eat your greens.